Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. Can you actually make a commitment to God? Can you really search your heart and say, yes, Lord, I can trust you. When I face a situation, I will not have anxieties. I will trust you. Because you are faithful. You have never disappointed me. You're not going to begin now. Yes, I trust. Can you actually make that commitment? Can you actually make that commitment? If you can, if you are willing, then you talk to your God. I'm not saying everybody should. It's not everybody that can. Maybe you're not, you, you're not up there yet. That's fine. But if you're up there, and you can make that commitment to your father to say, yes, I can trust my God. I won't have anxieties. I won't fret. He is in control. His name is Dr. Jesus. He is in control of my situation. I will trust him. Yes, Lord. I trust in you. Oh yes, I trust in you. I trust in you. I trust in you. Yes, Lord. I trust. you are more than enough. You are all I need. That is why I can trust you. That is why I can trust you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We know that, Father, you are reliable. You are dependable. And you are trustworthy. Reliable. Church our God is reliable. Our God is reliable. Get it in your spirit. Your God is reliable. 
He's reliable. I said, God is reliable. To those that can rely on him. He's reliable. That's his nature to everyone. But it's not for everyone that can benefit on his reliability. His reliability benefits those that rely on him. If you will rely on him, if you will trust him, you will see God's goodness. Amen. God bless you. We're just about, we're going to take the offering and then we're going to share the close, closing prayer. I finished preaching already. Amen. Now, I've got a message for you. Thank you, folks. Thank you, Lord. Truly, we need to trust God. Praise God. We need to trust God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to welcome you all home today. Amen. Um, this month of March, we are going to be teaching, preaching about healing, the subject of healing. Amen. I want you all to pay particular attention. Um, the church or the world has um, so much um, misconception about divine healing. And so I want you to pay a real good attention. We've, you know, we're going to just be doing about three weeks of it. Um, but it's never been enough. But we'll come back to it here and there, here and there. But I want you to really pay particular attention about this series. Amen? Um, our test will be Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 and 5. Isaiah 53, Amen. verse Isaiah 4 and 5. Can we have that real quick here? Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and his stripes, and by his stripes we are healed. Amen. Amen. So the Bible tells us that this is referring to Jesus. Isaiah prophesied years before Jesus was born. And Isaiah talked about the Calvary experience. Are you with me? Isaiah talked about the Calvary experience. And, 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 and that Jesus will be the sacrifice. Amen. 
and that his stripes, which he took, if you have watched the Passion of Christ, how he was beating up, all that pain that he suffered, we are healed. Amen. So he suffered that we might recover. Amen. Are you with me? I mean, I, I want us, you know, I want us to go back to the origin. You know, sickness, where, the, where did it originate from? When God created the heavens and the earth, and he created all, him, you know, animals. And, and, and every day they said, God saw that it was good. And every day that God created something, he saw that it was good. And then in all, on the seventh day, the Bible says God rested. But then everything that God has made was good. Are you with me? And then he created Adam and Eve. To supervise, to oversee, and to, to, to cultivate, to live. He, he created Adam and Eve to be the crown of his creation. Everything that God has made. You see, the heavens was made for the earth, and the earth was made for man, and man was made for God. And everything God made was for man to, to enjoy. Are you with me? All creation. Heavens and the earth was all made for man to enjoy. And then man was also supposed to then worship our father. Amen. When God did all that, it was what? Good. But after the fall, decay came in. Sickness came in. Sickness is not one of God's creation that is good. Can somebody give me amen? amen? Let me say that again. Sickness is not God's creation that is good. How many of us believe that sickness is good? Eh? Is sickness good? No. Is sickness good? So then, let us just conclude right there. That God did not create sickness. He didn't make us sickness. Sickness was not something that God wanted us to have. To buffet us. To keep us under. To make sure that we told the line. If you step out of the line, whap, sickness. That's not God. Amen. Can we actually believe that sickness is not good? Can we actually conclude that, that sickness is not good? When I, you know, I, I haven't had migraine for, for, for a long time now, thanks be to God. But when I get migraine, I tell you, I can't even pray. I am terrible. I'm in a bad state. That can't be God's love for me, can it? So now, church, let's just say sickness is not from God. Amen. 
anything, anything that is sickness is not from God. Amen. But I want, I want to say this. Listen. The whole creation, there's a scripture, it says, the whole creation groans in travail for its redemption. Are you with me? So the whole creation is messed up. It's polluted. And all our inventions bring about some sort of uh, deformity in, in the system of, of God's creation. Hence we suffer. The, you know, we, we've become, we, we've, we've got enough knowledge to analyze the pollution that our own cars and our own this that we have invited, invented is bringing upon us. We say it's bringing sickness. It's not good. It's not healthy. Now, listen. When you, when you got sickness, we are not saying the devil has attacked you. Are you with me? Sickness originated from the enemy, the devil. But the world is now polluted. Are you with me? So you can have sickness which originated from Satan, but it doesn't mean there's some demon that have brought that sickness upon you. It's just the whole world is polluted. Are you with me? So let's understand that very, very clearly. Praise God. So we know that, let's, you know, let's read Galatians 3, 13 through 14. Galatians 3, 13 through 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus, that we may receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. Amen. Uh, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, curses everyone that hangs on the tree. So he's talking about Isaiah 53, is what he's talking about here, that we have been redeemed. Amen. We have been redeemed because, now, what is this curses that he's talking about? Let's deal with that first. Okay, don't worry. Curse that he's talking about is the book, the five books, the first five books. Yeah? We know the fi first five books of the Bible, Genesis Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. We have those five books. This is the law. And in the books of the law, there are cases, consequences of doing wrong thing. And we're going to deal with how those cases come about. Listen, consequences of not obeying God. 
not doing what God wants you to do, you pay a price. And the price are curses that comes upon your life. Amen. But Christ on the cross paid the price for all the curse that are found in the five books of Moses. The curse, and it sums up, is that um, um, we've been, the curse in this sum up is three. Um, poverty, we've been redeemed from poverty, and then we've been redeemed from sickness, and then we've been redeemed from spiritual death. These are the, 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 the five books of Moses, all the, law, the curses in the five books are made up of the three, poverty, uh, sickness, and then spiritual death. Amen? What is spiritual death? What is spiritual? Yes, separated, forever separated from God. Amen? So then, if we have been redeemed from it, that means that we are no longer separated from God forever. Amen? How did Jesus do that? By the shed of his blood, he purchased us, amen, and that, when we, and that is why we can be born again. And then when we get born again, we are redeemed from the spiritual death, which means that we are forever separated from God. So now, we, because we've been born again, our status has changed. The door of entering into the presence of the Lord is open to us. Hallelujah. 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 So man is redeemed from that kind of curse. And we have access to the presence of God. Amen. Amen. But even though that redemption is for every human being, it's not every human being that is going to benefit from it. Unless you give your life to Christ. Praise the Lord. I want, and then we've been re also redeemed from sickness. You see, we believe we've been redeemed from spiritual death because we confess Jesus as our personal Savior and we walk with him and we are confident that we are born again. The same thing applies to healing. The same thing applies to healing, spiritual healing. Whatever that is going wrong in your system, you ought to learn to believe God and get to a place that you can say, I trust. I trust you. And I'm trusting God and praying that you will have a revelation of divine healing and claim your healing in the name of Jesus. Healing is a subject that we need to study carefully and apply the principles 
And then receive our healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Deuteronomy 28. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Deuteronomy 28. It's a long reading, and uh, I don't think we want to read it all. But a uh, lot of you, you know it, but read it when you go home. Um, read from 15. Yeah, that's, that's better. Deuteronomy 28 from verse 15. But it shall come to pass. If you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Curse shall be when you come in, and curse shall be when you go out. The Lord will send you on cursing, confusion, and rebuke in all that you set your hand to do, until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly, because the wickedness of your doings in which you have forsaken me. The Lord will make the plague cling to you until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning fever, with the sword, with scorching, and with the mildew that shall pursue you until you perish. And your heavens, which are over your head, shall be bronze, and the earth, which is under you, shall be iron. The Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust. The he from heaven it shall come down on you until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated from your enemies. You shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them. And you shall become troublesome to all the kingdoms of the earth. Mm -hmm. Your your carcasses shall be food for all the birds of the air and beasts of the earth. And no one shall frighten them away. The Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt, with tumors, with the scab, and with the itch and which you cannot be healed. The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of heart. And okay, you thank you. Amen. Did you hear that? The Lord will strike you, okay? With this and that and the other. Uh, can you read also from verse six, 60 and 61? I'm trying to make a point here. Right. 60 and 61. Deuteronomy 28, verse 60 and 61. Moreover, he will bring back on you the diseases of Egypt, of which you were afraid, and they shall cling to you. Also, every sickness and every plague, which is not written in this book of the law, and the Lord, um, will the Lord bring upon you until you are destroyed. Amen. Amen. Look, I want you to p see something here. Verse 60, he says that, Moreover, he will bring back on you all the diseases of Egypt. 
he will bring back on you all the diseases of Egypt. And then 61, it talks about all and, and everything that is not in the book, you know, God is going to bring it upon you. Now, we have established already that sickness is not good. Everything that God did was good. Amen? So, my question is, the Bible is saying that God is going to bring curses and sickness upon his people. This is a God that everything that he does is good. Sickness is not good. If God does something that is evil, he will cease to be God. Sickness, if God does anything that is not good, he will no longer be God. His nature, his character then changes. So what is the Bible talking about? Well, I got this from Brad Hagen's material. His, um, Brad Hagen said, as a man called Robert Young, the author of Hints of the Bible, Bible Interpretation. Hints of the Bible Interpretation. This Dr. Young points out that the original Hebrew language where it says the Lord will do will bring this sickness upon you, it actually should have been the Lord will allow this sickness to come upon you. That's a big difference between um, um, what, what is um, commissioning something and actually also allowing, I mean, commissioning or permission, permission something. Are you with me? So, the difference is when it, it was that, that what we read there as a mistranslation. And it's, it, it says that the reason why there is a mistranslation is because they, they couldn't find a word in the English that is equivalent to the Hebrew. So instead of saying, the Lord will allow this sickness to come upon you, and you need to understand that years and years and years have gone by, and now we have things like the Lord will allow. At the time, it, there wasn't. Are you with me? And so when you see those things in the Bible, God never does evil. Sickness is not of God. God is not trying to teach anybody by punishing them with sickness. Amen. Let me give you an example. Let's go to Job. I, I was meditating on this. And uh, I, God help us. Um, Job chapter 1, verse 8. The Lord help us to give more light. Job chapter 1, verse 8. 
Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? Amen. Amen. Have you considered my servant Job? And you, then you, you, know, you know the story how it goes? Job said, go, go, go ahead, read on, read, read on, let's get it. From verse 9. So Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and the, his possessions have increased in the land. But now, stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he shall surely curse you to your face. Amen. Amen. Take note of the verse 10 there. He says, uh, he says Satan said to God, you have blessed him. You have put a hedge around. See, you see, you see what, what we are looking at. Look at the picture. This is somebody, Job was somebody that feared God, the Bible says. And as a result of his fear of God, and we can bring it to our today language, that he is born again child of God and walking upright in the sight of God. Therefore, God has put a hedge around him. And God has blessed him. And whatever he, he touches, it becomes a blessing. This is a child of God. Amen. Amen. But you see, I want you to take note of the hedge that is around him. As a believer, as a believer, brother, you are protected in the name. There is a hedge of defense around you. There is an angelic child, an angelic being watching over your affairs. You are protected in the name. Come on now. Let's stop praying about God, you know, protect me, God. You are protected. You just got what woke up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Don't let these men deceive you. Don't let them deceive you. Come and I'll pray for you. You don't need anybody prayer. You are a child of God. There is a hedge of defense around you. Listen, God is not like a human being. Even our children, when they misbehave, we don't punish them to the, you know, come on now. I'm, I wish I had some sickness in my pocket. You do wrong, bang. You do wrong, bang. Is that how a parent will behave? Is that how a parent will behave? How much more our father? Let us not you know, tap into this wrong teaching. Let's, let's set ourselves free. You, as a child of God, you are protected. Amen. Amen. You see, the story goes like Job, praise the Lord. The story goes like Job. Then God says, God says to Satan, okay, you go test him. You know, have you, who have, have, 
Who hasn't read the story of Job? Anyway, don't lift up your hand. But don't, don't, listen, go, 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 go test him. Satan shows up. Within the same day, all his belongings. This one's coming from east to tell him you've lost this one. This one's coming from the west. Everything that Job has goes. Lost it all. He, all his children died the same day at the same spot. He said, come on now. You said God is testing him. No. Listen, it says that God, did, have we read there? Uh, we haven't read there. We better read, go down and, and read that, this, that bit. It says, God says that, listen, yeah, you can go and test him. And the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Not only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went Amen. Out. I want you to understand God's protection for our lives. I, I want you to understand that. And then God permission for the enemy to come through to into our lives. Are, are you with me? God's protection and then God's permission. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this, that God does not bring sickness, disease, poverty, lack, anything that is not good. God does not bring it into our lives, but he will allow it. Who is the instigator? The enemy. The enemy brings it because of our doings, God's protection is lifted off us. Are you with me? We, because of our doing, the cover is there, we go out of the cover. We walk out of the room. We are go you, you see Satan could not touch Job until God allows him. Are you with me? And whether you've done wrong or you've done bad, take the life of Job as an example. Job has not done anything wrong. Job has done everything good. The Bible talks about that Job was a good man. And God, in fact, God was bragging on Job. Yes. He said, have you looked at my servant Job? This is a good guy. You know, he fears me. He you know, he trusts me. But you see, God wanted Job to go up the, uh, another level of blessing. I always say, if God wants to do something in your life, he will first of all ask you to do something. And it can be anything. Sometimes it, it, it can be just, you, you know, just acting in obedience, even though you may not agree. You see, Job was, uh, 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 Satan was permitted to enter into Job's life and destroy everything that God has given him. God was still trying to prove a point. 
You know, the Bible says God will not allow anything to come in your life. Uh, beyond the ability that he will not allow anything to come to you that you will, he has not already equipped you that to bear it. God has looked into the heart of Job and has seen in the heart of Job that no matter what the enemy does, Job are not going to bow down. Can God trust you that way? Yes, I trust in you. Can we actually say, yes, we trust you, no matter what? So Job is tested. Everything he has is gone. Go to chapter 2, verse... Um, Chapter 2, verse 3. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless, upright man who fears God and shuns evil, and, he, and still he holds fast to his integrity, although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause? Amen. Go ahead. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yes, all that a man has he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with, a, with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took for himself a potsherd with which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. Amen. Amen. Did, you, did you notice something there? Job said, Job said, all that a man has, he will give for his life. So everything that um, um, Job has, Job has lost it. But Job is still maintaining his integrity. So the Satan says, all that a man has, what he will give for his life. So if you touch his life, he will curse you. So then, this is what Satan says. He says, he says if, you, if, you, if you will curse him, can you just pick up that again? If you, if you will curse him, to, yeah. Uh, skin for skin, yes, all a man has, he will give his life. But stretch out your hand now uh -huh. and touch his bone. Thank you. He says, but Satan is talking to God. And Satan is saying to God, you stretch your hands and touch him. And you, you say, well, that means God does stretch his hands and touch. No. What happens after? Then say, uh, God said to Satan, his life is in your hands. So G Satan is saying, if you will allow me to touch his life. Amen. And that's what happens. A are you with me? Do we have any questions? Are you with me? Are you with me? Is that clear? God does not bring sickness in our lives. 
anything that is evil, God does not bring to us. God does not whip us just because we do wrong. He is a merciful God. Amen? That is not a certificate for us to do wrong things. Amen? But that the truth is, God does not punish us because we've done something wrong. Punishment is not of God. But if the, the enemy, this is how we go. Our own doing brings us out of the covering of God. And therefore, we are exposed to the work of the enemy. Amen? So, sickness is the work of the enemy. Amen? And we have established that God does allow. Amen? God does allow. God that is not the instigator, but he does permit. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, in Romans, it talks about Romans 8, 22, 21 through 22, that it talks about the whole creation groans in travail. Um, we don't need to read there. Eh? Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Please. Exodus 15, 26. And said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on which I have brought the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Listen, I, I want you to take note of this. God is promising the, Isra the, the Israelites, his people, that he has delivered, the Bible talks about there were none feeble among them when they left Egypt. God's people, when he delivered them from the hands of Pharaoh, there, uh, there were no, no one sick among them as they walked from Egypt to the promised land. When they ate the Passover, Whatever sickness that anybody had disappeared. Amen. There was no sickness among them as they left. Egypt in the Bible is, is a type. When you do typology, it's a type of sin. Amen. And when the Israelites left Egypt... And came out of the Egypt. And were on their way to the land that God has promised them. There was no one sick among them. Now, they, were, they, 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 were, they, they traveled for 40 days. Uh, um, 40 years. To get to the promised land. You know what? They would have been really, really struggling 
If there's somebody, every day somebody's got a backache, pain ache, a headache, and all the aches. Are you with me? But God knew, knowing everything, made sure that they were, were good. The Israelites is a type of the church. Amen. The church, we have been delivered from poverty, from sickness, and from spiritual death. Amen. If you're in Christ, you have that. You've been delivered from it. Amen. Now, as another thing to appropriate it in your life. And how, that's why the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. By faith, you see, unless you believe, unless you believe, it becomes unprofitable to you. Unless you believe, it becomes unprofitable to you. So I'm talking about, you know, biblical truth about divine healing. That's the title. Biblical truth about divine healing. And we have established the fact that um, sickness, uh, 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 the origin of sickness, we have established that. And we have also established the fact that some scriptures, when it talks about God will bring the uh, curses and sickness, it's a misinterpretation, but God will what? Allow. The same way that God allowed Job to be tested is the same way God allowed those things to come in our life when the enemy strikes. But let me also say, before God allowed those things to come to us, God knows we are well equipped to be able to overcome it. Amen? Amen? God allowed it to happen, yes, but he also knows that he has equipped us enough to be able to handle it. If you are not handling it, it's not, you know, don't blame God. You just got to grow up and be stronger. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, he is the Lord that heals us. He brought the, the Israelites. He's healing them from their sickness and their diseases. Amen. Today, as a born-again child of God, we're going to pray. And whatever that is uh, infirmity, whatever aches and pains, whatever sickness that you have in your body, we're going to trust God. And you're going to believe. We talked about faith. By faith, they inherit the promise. They were fully persuaded. They saw it afar off. And they embraced it. 
through faith and patience, we will inherit the promises of God. The prom some of the promises are God or our divine healing. Amen. Healing is for us to walk in. Let's all stand on our feet. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Father, you are awesome, Lord. You are great. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Whatever that you have, whatever sickness that is in your body, emotional, physical, mental, whatever it is, Our God is more than able. I said our God is more than able. Whatever your situation is. Talk to God. Christ is our healer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want you to repeat this after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you. I believe with all my heart that you did not give me sickness. That sickness is the, is the work of the enemy. I know that your will for my life is to be healthy. And to walk in divine healing. So I thank you. That I'm healed. From the crown of my head. To the sole of my feet. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. I have divine healing. I thank you Lord. I believe your word. To be so. That Jesus Christ suffered pain that I might be healed. So I am healed. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30 a.m. at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.